0: All right, guys, welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we've got a very special guest for you guys. I'm so excited for you guys to meet them. The, the, the guys from King's Council. We got Riley Meek and Christian Edwards on. And uh, I can't wait to hear you guys, uh, for you guys to hear their story and hear what they're doing there at King's Council and all that good stuff. So let's get right into it on Real Men Talk.
1: Welcome to Real Men Talk discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts.
0: All right, guys, welcome to and Talk. So again, you know, just to let you guys know, King's Council is here today, and I'm so excited for you guys to finally meet these guys. Uh, I've known them for just a, a little while, and uh, I've been part of King's Council for a little bit. And we're going to, you, know, you guys are going to hear from Riley Meek. You guys are going to hear from Christian Edwards and, and all this stuff. And you guys are in for a special treat. So uh, let's let's introduce everybody real quick. Of course, you guys know Kyler. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys, what's up? All right. So Kyler's having just a few technical difficulties. So um, but uh, he's going to be it'll be good. And then we got Riley Meek. What's going on, Riley? What's up? What's up? Happy to be. All right. And Christian Edwards, man. What's going on? Oh, man, I love this channel. Honored to be a part today. Awesome, awesome. Well I'm honored to have you guys on here and uh and so we are so excited. And so I just want you guys to to just you, you know, I want our listeners to know about King's Council. So I've been part of King's Council, just a little bit of backstory here. I've been part of King's Council for probably um close to um, I don't know probably six months or so I guess I've been a part of King's Council and man I love it I, you know you, of course you guys have got your own podcast and, and what you guys do in, in the the world of entrepreneurship you know and just pushing Christians to you know Christian entrepreneurs for for the kingdom of God man and it is it, you know the coaching the all this stuff it's phenomenal and so I, I've been I've been sold for a while and I cannot wait for you guys to hear their story so let's let's just start off
2: how did how did King's Council come about to be? Yeah, brother. Thank you, man. Uh, we The King's Council really was birthed out of just a tremendous feeling of unfulfillment. Uh, and, and really from a, the heart of an entrepreneur, uh, I was at a stage in my life, I, I kind of jokingly say I gave my life to entrepreneurship at the age of 15 and then to Jesus at the age of 16. And uh, through that process, God allowed me to grow through so many different things, and um you know i started to to make a decent amount of money uh financially i've built a number of different businesses we've, we've been very blessed in that respect but little did it did most people know uh at some of the you know that the peak financially in my life I, I heard this a lot anthony it was man it must be nice uh and it and it, it, it was and literally little did they know that inside i was a freaking train wreck I, my life was in turmoil and chaos and i just remember uh crying out to god one night of just like god is this what really life is about just about just to you know build business to to make money to give some away maybe and then we died and i i just couldn't grasp that and and as i you know started to to really dive back into scripture because my life bro was like I'm like the literal prodigal son uh, of doing what I want when I want where I want with who I want until just this feeling of like is this it is this re- there's got to be more to life than this and and really just through that man I started to raise my hand and say hey does anybody else feel this way in the business world in the entrepreneurial world and you know through that process we we held an event that was online uh, that I, I, that's when I I didn't even know this cat sitting next to me here Christian. <laughs> Uh, up until this event, uh, we called it the, the Win Big in Business Challenge, yep. uh, which you could tell your, your side of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was at a place in my life where uh, I had a nine to five job. I
3: had been saved uh, about eight years at that point, eight, nine years. And I was just praying to the Lord, God, please open up something for me where I don't have to work this job that I hate and uh, something where I could maybe get paid to do ministry. Uh, I, I just didn't like where I was at life. Uh, so I saw this thing, Riley Meek, I didn't know who this guy was. I'm like, okay, something led me, that's something, somebody I know is the Holy Spirit that that led me to check it out. It was this week long free online event, uh, basically for for entrepreneurs and, and people who had established businesses. And by the end of it, I was so naive to the coaching game. I didn't know there would be like an offer for coaching. And at the end of it, they, um, the offer was three month coaching program for 2,500 bucks. And Anthony Kyler, let me tell you, I literally, we were as lean as we had been in our entire marriage. We had just had our our fifth child. And you ain't talking about your body fat. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, uh, yeah, something just told me, swipe the card, do it. Uh, and again, not something, somebody. And we did that and went out to San Diego uh, for our first event, you know, met them online. And I knew immediately that this was what God w- was preparing me for all these years of kind of unfulfillment in my job. But it, it was crazy, man. I, I needed. Riley in my life. I needed the people of King's Council in my life because I had such self-limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. I, I could go through the Bible and teach you why not to have self-limiting beliefs. Our, our God is almighty and all things are possible with him, but little did I realize that I had these self-limiting beliefs. So the first day that I met Riley, I was just like, Man, I I would be happy if I just, uh, you know, if I could find a ministry job that just paid me enough to pay the bills, maybe go on a vacation. He looked at me. He was like, bro, that's the most selfish thing i ever heard of in my life. And I was just like, it was like a punch to the gut. And I'm like, uh, what? He's like, dude, if all you could do is provide for your family, how are you going to help your neighbor? And and it was just like, like my my, mind just exploded. And I realized that um, alignments, birth assignments, and I needed to be aligned with him and other people who thought that way for for God to then uh, give me the assignment of what's next in life and I I knew pretty quickly that that assignment was to be right alongside this guy and and a part of King's Castle.
2: Yeah, man, and that was that was really vice versa on my end too. Uh, you know, I i been in the entrepreneurial world for a number of years, and one thing I've learned is like, if you want to go fast, it's easy to go alone, right? But if you want to go far, which is ultimately I think what we're called to do in this life of if we have yes. we our lives to Jesus. Now from there on out, it's like this this process is about sanctification and, and yeah we get to do business, we get to make money, but at the end of the day, if we want to go far, it requires brothers and sisters in Christ to actually come alongside uh, to, to keep us accountable and, and the Lord knew I needed a, a Christian Edwards in my life as well. and uh, you know really over the past four years it's almost been actually since that that feeling of like God I, I is this it? Uh, the King's Council itself—it's—it's—it's it's, it's evolved a, a lot. It was—it was just kind of, you know, what does this look like? Uh, but one thing that I've learned, Anthony—I know you've heard me say this, brother—it's action brings clarity. And right. started to take action, it, it revealed a lot of things. Uh, it, and then there were some times where there's some crooning in our in our businesses and our relationships. Uh, things were cut off, and it's like, all right, well, action brings clarity, no doubt, but reaction reveals character. And when we started mm-hmm. to continually take those steps, man, um, that's really what the King's Council is and, and who we are about, number one. Jesus is king, right? And we are just simply on the council. And and we invite those that that have that desire to to really be essentially the, the catalyst for the church. And, and what I mean by that is, bro, we really believe in the, the number one enemy of every vision is lack of provision. And when we can understand that in, in those that have been given the ability to create wealth, right, which we know it is it is God that gives us that ability alone, we take that seriously. And, and there's a, a, a huge responsibility in the entrepreneurship world uh, to be provision for the God-given vision of the church. And so at the core, really, truly, of what the King's Council is, is we are an extension of the local church. And, and our mission is to be provision to help instill increasing the tithe and instill radical generosity in those believers that actually want to be provisioned for the God-given vision of the church, which really is the kingdom advancement here, not just to get to heaven, but the advancement of the kingdom of God, his rule and reign in our life here and now today. And that's what we're about, brother. Man, that's, uh, that's awesome. So, so let me just tell you, I don't know if you guys
0: have ever heard this before, but so I was listening. So I drive, I drive a dump truck, right? So I listen to podcasts all day long. And one of the, the podcasts I listen to religiously is, is Graham Allen. No. And, uh, one, one Friday I was listening to, to Graham Allen and you guys were on there. And, uh, I, I would be real honest with you. This is, this is just. Complete transparency, like he he was kind of explaining what you guys did. I was like, okay, so this is going to be another one of those things, you know, and <laughs> because you see so many of them online, right? And um, and then you guys begin to pour out your heart, and I was like, oh my gosh, like these guys, this is this is for real, mm-hmm. like this is what they w- the the message that they are preaching is is legit. So I begin to look you guys up online, you know, I begin to 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 research and, and, and different things. And I was like, this is. This is, I've got to be a part of this. Like, I, I just felt like this tug, right, to be a part of it. And because, because your guys' vision is so pure and, you know, the, the, the center focus being Jesus Christ and, and being the extension of the church and, and different things like that. Man, it is, it, it was, I, I was like, this is, this is real. Whatever, whatever is going on here is real, you know? And, uh, it's cool because in my own testimony through you guys is I, I was like Christian you know the the self limiting thoughts constantly right and i didn't even realize i had outside forces telling me that they were self limiting you know thoughts that i should really crucify them and uh and stuff like that but i didn't realize how detrimental they were to me until i started listening to listening to you and josh latimer you know listen you listen josh josh is just like dude, do it you, you know what I mean, like yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like hey you can you can do this you know and uh in everything and i'm like man you know i always tell everybody and it's a funny joke because you know you know how it is you, you have those certain jokes that you like to tell around everybody because it gets everybody to laugh and breaks the ice you know but i tell everybody you know I'm a community college dropout, you know, from Southeast Missouri. I barely barely speak in complete sentences, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it, to where it's true. Right. And um, but I always allowed that to hold me back. I was like, you know, you know, here in Southeast Missouri, what we're going to do, you're either going to work at a factory or you're going to be a teacher or you're going to be, you know, something like that. Like there's no, you know, and I had already started my business, but I was like, Christian, what, what, how can I? Just pay my bills. Right. Like that's that's it. That's that's all I wanted to be. And then I realized that there was this world of something bigger that God was calling me to bigger. Right. You know that my life, my ministry and stuff was good, but we don't. Good is the enemy of greatness. Right. Yeah. And so, man, I, I tell you what, I appreciate you guys. And, uh, I was, uh, I was so excited about having you guys on here because you guys, I don't know that you guys realize how much you guys have influenced my journey. You know, even where the podcast is going, really, you know, the book, you know, all these different things that, you, you know, that God was stirring in my life. And I was like, I can't do this. You know, I can't, I can't, my, you know, I, my, my mind was so small, you know, and stuff. And so, um, so let's get, let's get back to, go ahead. Can I say something to that? Yeah.
3: The first event that we did as King's Council, when I first joined, it was out in San Diego. And they had asked me to kind of be a part of a, a panel and just kind of share my testimony. And I was looking around. It was all these, these ballers in business. Like One guy described himself. He's like, yeah, I'm into real estate. I, I kind of play real life monopoly. Uh, I play, I, I'm looking at, I'm a hospital maintenance guy at this point. And I actually stopped. I'm looking around. And I'm like, Lord, what am I even doing in this room? I am a nobody here. And I, I said that I'm like, guys, I'm just a, a maintenance guy. Right. And somebody just said, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's stop right here. You, that's not never say you're just anything again. They spoke life into me. And by the the end of the, the three days, I think it was or two day two day event, um, that guy who played real life Monopoly he, on the way out, he shook my hand and he said, you know a lot of people in this room have what you want, but you have what all of us need. These people in this room are going to be coming to you, and it just between them speaking life and giving me permission to 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 walk into God's calling. And listen, it's it's not about being rich or or enemies, famous, anything like that. But it's uh it's about walking out what God has for us. And if I'm going to be a blessing to others, if I'm going to be able to be generous to others. Yes, it comes through my actions, my deeds, but also sometimes it's by writing a check, right? Sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, just to, it helps to send out missionaries when you have money. It helps to to to, to get out places and preach the, the the gospel when you have money. It just helps. So I I, I commend you, brother, because uh, for even get on here and, and being vulnerable to share that because sometimes just takes somebody in your life to give you permission to to walk into the greatness that God's called you.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, you guys are, you guys are good at that. You know, you you know, the, the high energy, the constant and and the constant draw to Jesus Christ, right? That's, that's, that's what, what probably pulled me to, to you guys more than anything else. Cause you know, I, you you know, that is our sole focus as Christian, especially as men, you know, as leaders, you know, I tell people all the time, if you are man, you have influence, influence is leadership. Mm -hmm. And so many men have no idea the, the impact that their influence has one way or the other, right? There, there is no neutral ground. You know, there's never neutral, ground. It's either positive or it's negative. And so many times we, you know, I was, I remember coming to the Lord and all these different things. And I, and I remember coming to this realization. I was in my thirties before, you know, like I was like, Oh my gosh like i I look back at all the the influence that I had left behind in my teenage years and you know all the trouble that i had had gotten into you know, and all these uh, all these different things that you know we've all got those stories, you know, and I thought, oh my gosh, if I would have only known what kind of impact I was having on the people around me, right you yeah. know and so to to keep that focus centered. On Jesus Christ, knowing that our influence and our leadership should be solely focused on Jesus Christ, even in our entrepreneurship, even in that type of leadership, even in making money, you know, God, good grief, America has been the largest uh, funds of missionaries, yeah, for you, you know ever, you know what I mean, and uh, and so why is that? Because people gave you know, people who had money gave and they were able to, to, to fund missionaries going to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and stuff. And really that's, that's kind of what you guys are, what, what you guys are about here. Right. You know, it's, it's no longer just, just overseas. We're, we're at a point now we need missionaries in our own streets. And,
2: uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about one of the most impactful parables, uh, it, that's the Bible had on me was the the parable of the good Samaritan. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, when we, I'd read this thing numerous times, uh, but it wasn't really just a a few years ago when I finally read it again. And it was, uh, you know, if you you guys haven't read the story, it's like, hey, we know that there was uh, uh, someone that was beat up on the side of the road and uh, a couple of religious people came by, the priest came by and was like, eh, I don't want to be bothered with that. He, He went on the other side of the street. The Levite comes by. He's like, ah, I can't even touch him. He's unclean, so he's he's going on the other side of the street. And along comes the Samaritan, and this is my this is just my sick brain, Anthony. I'm like, this snap. This he, he's a he's a businessman, right? He's coming through because it says he's got his donkey, he's got supplies. You know, he, he's coming through. We see somebody that's in need, and a lot of Christians nowadays will will walk by and be like, well, I'll pray for you. You know, best wishes. Mm-hmm. Like. B.S. Right, like I doubt they're even praying for you. But what was crazy is, is it says the Samaritan had had compassion, and he went up to him. He's like, "Snap! I gotta, I gotta take care of this guy." He bandaged him up, put oil on his head, uh, uh put him on his own donkey, took him to the inn, and then paid for him to stay. And then he's like, "I actually gotta continue on because this is my brain." He's like, "He's got a business meeting to get to," right? And he <laughs> says to the innkeeper, "Hey, uh, I gotta move on." I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of this here. And when I get back, even if there's debt due, that's on me. Just just take care of them here. And then mm-hmm. the next sentence, right? Well, it, it says, uh, which one showed mercy? Jesus asked, which one showed mercy? And it's like, well, obviously the Samaritan. And this next sentence, Anthony, is what completely unlocked the mindset that I had. Because growing up, I witnessed a lot of Christians that are broke, broken, and defeated. And and really, it was almost ingrained I would even say indoctrinated in my head that if you had money, you weren't really a good Christian. Mm-hmm. It was impossible, like he must have been greedy. And this is why I struggled when I started to make money, this, whether I, I consciously know it or not, subconsciously, I was telling myself, I'm not a good Christian. I, I can't even, how can I possibly love God if I have all this money? And this was, right. the enemy was was at war and for my soul at this time. And, and when I read this, this is how I know the word of God to be living and then to be like active. When I read this for the umpteenth time, it said, which one showed mercy? Obviously the Samaritan. And in Jesus's very next sentence is what unlocked me. He said, go and do likewise. The literal mm-hmm. command from Jesus was to go and do likewise. And that's when I, the revelation was, it is incredibly expensive to be. The good spirit to be actually the Christian that Jesus commanded to be. If I if I'm called to be able to take care of my neighbor like that, I got to make money, right? So it was mm-hmm. like it was it was the revelation that it's actually okay, right? God, it's not that God doesn't want us to have money; He doesn't want money to have us. And when right. we understand that relationship, where I'm, I'm here to serve God and make money serve me, that's truly the heart of what we really disciple entrepreneurs on, because. I don't want them to go on on the crazy track that I went on, uh, and it's, so it, it's just revealing that, but mainly changing those mindsets that we have, those self limited beliefs. Or what the enemy has done from the beginning of time is just instill doubt into us as believers. And at the end of the day, we know the enemy. The enemy absolutely cannot steal your blessing. He can't even he can't block right. your blessing. But what he can do is infiltrate your mind and get you to do it to yourself. And that's what I did for years and years and years. And and finally, God's like, "All right, bro, come on, you you you're you're ready now. Christian's ready now. Let's go to war." And what he's really been doing over the past few years is just aligning people like yourself, man, to come alongside here to actually truly be what I believe is just like the remnant here of of moving forward to actually uh, be the entrepreneurs here that are here to actually physically take territory for the kingdom of God.
0: Amen. Amen. Man, Riley and Christian, this is this is going so well. What we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue. Okay? We'll be right back after this.
4: If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis, and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home, and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschelvest Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in Room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. Dispatch, this is Delta 15. I pulled over a possible 10851, white female, driving a light blue SUV. Appears very agitated. Please be advised, I'm approaching the vehicle now.
1: Why did you stop me? I didn't do anything! It was that moron up there who pulled in front of me. He didn't even use his turn signal!
4: Ma'am, please keep your hands in plain sight and hand me your license. Slowly.
1: Fine. Here.
4: Uh, Mrs. Smith and your vehicle registration?
2: What for? I didn't do anything wrong. Your
4: registration, please.
2: Oh, hang on. Let
1: me find it. Here.
4: Oh, I see you own this vehicle.
1: Of course I own this car. Why did you pull me over?
4: You have a Jesus is Lord and a WWJD bumper sticker on your car when I saw you yelling obscenities and such at that other driver. I naturally assumed the car was stolen. My mistake. Have a nice day. Do people see Jesus
1: in you? Another message from Lifeline Productions, located on the web at lifelinepro.com.
4: If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, we're back. and We're
1: talking to uh, Riley and Christian, and they're here with King's Council. And I got a question. We've talked on the first part of this show kind of about, you know, leading up to King's
2: Council, the vision for King's Council, how you guys did this. But one of the things that I've been, I don't know, it's been a uh, reoccurring instance in my life right now is making sure that we learn the lessons God's needs us God needs us to along the way so while you were developing King's Council you learned a lot of lessons but now once we are in there and you know we learn a lot of things leading up to what God wants us to do like how to get started but while we're in the
1: season we are learning a lot of things too so what's some of the lessons some of the things that you've seen all, while you're doing King's Council that has really settled with you that's really like hit home with you or
2: something that's made it you make this better along the way or that stuck out to you. Mm, it's good, man. You want to take it?
3: Yeah, I go for I got go. For I, I think one of the biggest things was, and I don't know if it's so much a, a lesson that we learned, but it was definitely God speaking to us. When this started, when I joined it, it, it was a coaching company, right? It was a for-profit coaching company. And then the Lord spoke to us and said, no, you need to make this a non-profit. Like every dollar in has got to like, go through you and out to a ministry partner, and we have a handful of ministry partners where every dollar that comes in, because we have a lot of free resources, you could be a part of the King's Council community. But if you want, um, if you if you want coaching, individual coaching, or, or or higher level coaching, we have different packages for that. We have different programs. So as money comes in, it goes back out, and that's something where we were like. Okay, I guess we, we didn't realize the impact it would make right off the bat by making it into a nonprofit. I mean, it's not like Riley or anybody involved was getting rich. Like, like money was coming in and we're using it for more events and stuff like that. So it wasn't really packing our pockets to begin with, but we realized once we're obedient to God, that how many doors open up and just different alignments and and, and God is showing us. So I think we're still just at the tip of the iceberg right now as to where we're going with King's Council, and what I mean by that is just the impact that we make. You know, it, it's not about ultimately; it, it, it's not about the material things. It's about true impact. If we can make an impact on, on one person's life, it's like okay, that's worth it to us. If we if we have one listener of a podcast who gives their life to Jesus, which is amazing, we we get it once in a while. Like people listen to old podcasts where we'll like talk somebody. Uh, through like 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 crying out to jesus and, and what salvation truly means to be born again that sort of thing and then we'll get a text that you know I listen to the podcast and I turn my life to Jesus. Like,
1: oh my gosh, Ooh.
3: the podcast was two years ago. You know yeah. it, it's so fulfilling. But uh we just have seen that obedience along the way. That that's a lesson when we're obedient even to the small things that that just unlocks God to to entrust
2: us with the bigger things That's good. I thought you were going there, but I'm sorry because immediately Kyler with, with that question, brother, it's like obedience is is our responsibility. The outcome is up to God, and uh, from it, starting out, like and this is uh, how about this one too. Uh, your spouse usually has has a, a powerful voice into your life, and so to actually receive that because this is starting out. I'm I'm looking at this like this is another business that we're going to blow up. Right. Like, and, and, you know, it's like, how are we strategically building this and scaling this thing? Uh, and that's where my mindset is. And, and, you know, my wife comes along six, six to nine months into this thing. And she's like, you know, Riley, I just, I don't think this is going to be one of your businesses that you really just think you're going to go make $10 million with. And I'm like, woman, Get away! <laughs> uh, that was like I obviously didn't say that because I'm still alive today. Uh, but that was what my my heart was feeling. I was just like, no. Oh, but taking it to the Lord and the, and speaking, you know, talking this out with Christian and just like, yeah, uh, it comes back to just being obedient to what the Lord is called you to do. That that's really what success truly is. Because a lot of us are right. are looking to success in comparison to what other people are doing right like that's just what uh, that's just what the world tells us like you're either number one or you're not right Ricky Bobby if you're not first you last right, that's right. <laughs> Come on. That, that was it's been my mentality it's like I'm always gonna outwork anybody in the room and that's just I'm gonna I'm gonna hustle I'm gonna grind I'm gonna toil this thing out but God has has completely transformed my heart to understanding what that actually is like what true success actually is it's not anything that I've done in comparison to anybody else. It is only did I do what I know God had called me to do and and this is where it's it, some it's been a struggle but it's been most the most fruitful time in my life because it's just that's our fleshly nature is it, is just like where we're comparing ourselves to other people uh, or even you know just to like what we think we want to do and so when the vision is clear, and you and you get clear on that. Now visions are going to change over. It's changed from like when we first started. So it's it's constantly revisiting. They grow, yeah, absolutely. And it, so constantly revisiting what that vision is. But be be firm on that in that time. But also be flexible on the plans. And and that that's where we you know we we've weaved in and out and, and two steps forward, one step back. And and it's just like and it's still going to be like that. But that's what we get to do. That's that's the journey and the, the mindset that we have to take on. Uh, even in whether you're building a business, whether you're you know raising a kid, whether you're you know, we're now growing this this nonprofit ministry. And it's just like, okay, this is what we get to do, baby. But I'm always I'm I'm no doubt, no question seeking first the kingdom of God and all things and everything, because I know everything else is going to be done unto us if if I do that. And so uh, and, and that looks like obedience, right? So back to just kind of what Christian said is, is stop looking to the world for things and, and just come back to what did God call you to do? And if, if that's truly, you heard from, from God on that, then the hell means get, get to work. Like now, now your responsibility is that obedience. He's going to take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I mean,
0: it, when you, when God's placed a, a, a vision on, on you, like you almost can't fail you know, and, um, you know, I, I was, I, I, of course the listeners have heard this story many times, but it, it's still relevant. And, and, uh, you know, whenever I first started the podcast, like it, I was running a men's group at our church and that I had constantly had men coming to, to me and be like, man, I wish I could be there, but you know, we've got this going on. We got this, you know, it's a Thursday night, you know, my kids got ball games or I have other ministries or I work second shift or da, da, da. And I was like, man, how could, how could I bring this to, to you know, this content, you know, which was good, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it was, it was good, you know, that, that men needed. I was like, how can I bring this out? I'll say, I'll start a podcast. So the vision of the podcast was for the church, for mm-hmm. our, our own church, right. When it first started, now we're talking hundred episodes ago. Right. And then it was just like that vision just grew into something that I could have never imagined you know but i don't think that god could have given me that vision at that time right he he knew that i could only handle you know that just you just go this direction yeah. just just start walking this way you know what i mean and then as as you begin to w- f- fulfill that that vision that that mandate that god has put out on you then is he's like okay here's here's more here's more it's bigger it's broader it's it, it's you know it's greater you know and you're going how did I get here? You know what I mean? I, I'm sure you guys will feel that no. way sometimes too, you know? And, um, and so it's, it's absolutely fascinating, you know? And of course, you know, the podcast is, is all geared towards men. And so I always tried to, to make sure that, that we as men understand one, which we just talked about, Kyler, uh, in our last, uh, last couple episodes is, you know, having with it, you know, here we are. We're in January of 2024, you know, having a vision for your, for your life. You know, a man as a leader, you know, you should have a vision for your family, should have a vision for your business, you should have a vision for your ministry, you know, and we should have all three of those aspects in our, in our lives, you know, and what what do those visions look like? You know, because, you know, Proverbs says, if you don't have a vision, you perish. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and to have that, and that's part of our leadership role, right? You know, and so how has the, the vision of King's Council just, I'm sure that it has just turned completely upside down from the beginning of this. Well, you, you know, just, you guys have brought us along the journey, but just emotionally and spiritually, what is that? What, what was that
2: like as this vision just exploded? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, as, as I mentioned, it's, it's evolved. And as you mentioned, if God was to lay out the whole plan to us, first off, we would be completely overwhelmed and we'd be like, no thanks, bro. I'm out. Like, right? Because it's just, it's too much for us to even comprehend. And also, this is the process or this is the, the point where we get to grow in our faith, right? Because we know that it is impossible to please God without faith. And and part of the reliance on him is that sometimes it's so it's great to have a vision that's so big that the only way that it can possibly happen is if God comes through. Right? Like that's vision. So anybody listen to this right now, and if it's like if if your vision is not a God sized vision, if it is just a well, I'm gonna I I'm I'm gonna go make this, this year, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose 30 pounds this year, and you have a very clear path on how to do that, I'm gonna challenge you in that. Your vision ain't, that ain't God-sized vision. That's man-sized vision, because you can clearly see how to make that happen, right? And so, when we start to cast vision, and this is a, this is a process that takes time and in, in, in conversing back and forth and in getting even wisdom and counsel, and I love it when people are like, dude, you're crazy. That's what I'm like, all right. I'm this is, yeah, this is a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a God-sized vision here, baby. And, and so, I think that's where, the reason why it's so important and even in, in, in how God created everything was a, the first step in what, what we've designed as the blueprint that we coach on uh, is, is based upon the, the seven days of creation. And in the very, very first day, God cast his vision. When he said, let there be light, a lot of us think of light being like the sun, right, or the, the moon, the stars. But those weren't actually even created until day four. So, what in the world is light? When he's talking about this in creation, he essentially, what he's, because the New Testament also tells us that God is light. So, when you think about that, it's like, what the, how does this actually work? And a more proper translation, when he said, let there be light, it's more of like light exists. And yes. he was casting his vision for what he was going to ultimately be creating at this point in time. And this is what I think is so important for for us as human beings to take as just a representation of what our creator did because if he's alpha and omega and he He knows all things from beginning to end he obviously already knew that we were gonna fall if you really like think about this because yes. i thought about this prior to this this revelation it's like why would he do that like what the like we are a mess and it wasn't, I mean, literally two chapters later, we jacked this thing up in Genesis three, but his vision gave pain purpose. Yes. And this is what's so important as as adults, whether you're just leading your family, or maybe you're looking to start a business, get clear, get crystal clear on what this vision looks like. And it's not the goals of what you're wanting to accomplish. Those are a means to an end. Those are stepping stones to fulfill the vision. But a vision is going to be more of, this is what I'm I'm casting out of what I know is going to be accomplished. So for our creator, it is creating us in his image to be in relationship with us, right? And, And as we jacked it up, he knew he was already going to have to send his son, Jesus, to die the most horrific death, only to be raised again to reconcile relationship. So if your vision is strong enough, when it fails, when your marriage right now is in shambles and you're like this... I, I can't even possibly think how this can be uh, be rectified. How can it be redeemed? Get back to the vision. What was that vision? What, was it strong enough to give that pain purpose? Because no matter what you're going to embark on in your life, there is going to be heartache. There's going to be turmoil. There's going to be chaos. But if you are anchored, have you, if you've anchored yourself into that vision, it will absolutely propel you through any sort of pain. To fulfill the purpose, the God given calling on your life. So, vision, Come brother, on. is like is is, is it, it it it's it's hard to do anything. You're like a wave of the sea, just cast around, unless you've been rooted in what that vision actually is. That's right. That's right. And it starts in the heart, and it starts with
0: obedience, right? You know, Lord, send me, Lord. You, you, you know where 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 do you want me to go how can i fulfill your glory right how can i proclaim your name and the god's like okay i can work with this you, yeah. you know what i mean and he's like all right so let's let's do this you know what i mean and uh and it's cool because it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from right, right. You, you know i i can remember um you, you know here we are We've got the podcast, and we've got big projections for for this year for the podcast. And I, I remember, I was, uh, as a matter of fact, I had just come back from the mastermind there in Dallas, and uh, I had a buddy that drove down there with me, and we were on our way back, and I told him, I said, I, I almost feel guilty, right, for knowing what I know now, that you know, I watched my dad work so hard all of his life, right. To barely scrape by, and he he, I mean, if if he instilled in me the work ethic that I have today, you know, but I, I'm I'm getting ready to supersede that. I want to I want to be podcasting, right? You know, you know, and and I'm like, I, I don't I don't understand, but I at the same time I was like, God, wh- where are we going? You you know. I, I, I have to do something. I have to do something. And it's just like, he's like, here you go. This is what you're going to do. I have got this, the, you know, I want you to walk down, down this path, you know, the, the, the yellow brick road. I want you know, just stay on here. It doesn't matter what you encounter. Stay on here. And you're like, man, this is, this is absolutely nuts. Right. And so, and Riley, I just got through finishing your book, uh, the the first book that, uh, of your installment, Here. the the seven day blueprint. Um, uh, just three days ago, actually, I just finished it, and and uh, so I, I highly recommend that to uh, to everybody. But um, but yeah, and so yeah, it's it's so exciting in the way that God adapts and and adapts us, right? He he changes us in this process. We grow and we go through these tests and we go through all these different things, and God just he's like, okay. here here it is you you know here and he just reveals just this little bit more and and it it always it never never ceases to amaze me how god knowing i mean kind of like you 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 know what you were just talking about god knows the end the the end game right he knows the outcome and but he just reveals just a little bit to us at a time you know he's like here you go you this is your next step this is your next step you know and uh, i remember whenever i was i was telling everybody i was going to write a book right you know, and everybody was like, you don't even like to read. And I, I was like, you know, and there's, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people, a lot of close friends that were like, you know, they, they didn't come out and say it, you know what I mean? But they, they're like, they couldn't see it. You know what I mean? They, they couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. Good grief. I'm going to be real honest. That was me. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's a lot of them, you know, they're like, uh, you know, okay. Okay. You know, and, and like many things before you know, even my wife, I think that, you know, she was like, okay, all right, you're a book, you know, knowing that, okay, I'm going to get in, I'm going to get a chapter into this and I'm going to give up, you know, and, uh, and I almost did, you know, but that's, that's a st- another story for another time. But we, uh, we, you know, but when God puts something like that on you and he, he just places his hunger that, man, it just, oh gosh, you, you know, I mean, just like you guys in King's Council, you know, I mean, good grief, you know, he places that hunger, that vision, you know, you like, you just, it doesn't matter if you make, you, you know, eight figures in it or not, it like, it's gotta be done. Otherwise you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, man, it's excited. So I, I want, I want you to just take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I want, if you had something to, to pour into somebody that, that would draw them to King's council, because I, w- I want as many people as possible to be, to be a part of, especially in, in the realm of men, you know, I think there should be so many more men who are entrepreneurs, you know, because we have that. Infl- I, I tell people all the time, Christian men should be should be business owners because the influence that we can have on employees and the people around us and being able to help financially and, being able you know, we should be those people just like, you know, just like we should be our Christian men should be the politicians. They should be, you know, the school board leaders. They should be, you know, all these different things. So yeah. take a little bit of time and just just kind of if you were going to i don't want to say sales pitch right you know that's kind of you know i, I don't know I, that's just not the word i wanted to use but it's <laughs> it's kind of fitting at the same time you know but but to kind of draw people to to king scouts how they can get in touch with you you know what you have available for them and, and stuff like that
2: yeah yeah let me to take this in it okay yeah, I mean, it's great you said that because I don't really believe that I've ever sold much of anything in my life. All I've done is is sparked the realization, or I created an environment in which somebody realized that the the best decision was to you know make make this decision for their life, right? Create just where's it where's revealing like, hey, it does this make sense for this person or not? Whether it's yes or no, and when it comes to the, the King's Council and what we do, brother, I think. The biggest thing for people even listening is to understand what are, what really is an entrepreneur, okay? Because a lot of people just immediately, when it, even when I've said that, they've taken themselves off the table and said, "Well, I'm not because I I work a forklift for an hourly wage, or I uh, you know I'm a maintenance guy, I'm a maintenance man at the hospital, right? It's like that's that that's it. All an entrepreneur is, if we really understand the root word of this, entreprendre a french word and all it means is to undertake right so if it and so this is where i believe god has created every single human on the planet to have an entrepreneurial spirit an entrepreneurial mindset like are we willing to undertake the task at hand whatever that is for some of listening you could be a a a stay-at-home dad right now you could be a, a single dad and you're like this is a this is a lot to undertake. You're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? You, you, uh, uh, you're, you're driving a dump truck. You're an entrepreneur, brother. It's like whatever, you can be working in a cubicle right now and you could be an entrepreneur if you take on this mindset, right? All that really means is that I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna play full out knowing that I am working for God. That's it, right? Colossians tells us this, like uh, we, we're to work as if we're working for the Lord and nobody is. Mm-hmm. And if you actually did that and started to operate in excellence, no question, you are going to rise up. You are going to shine. You're going to be set apart just simply because of the work ethic that you've taken on. A lot of people, unfortunately, I think in the Christian world, think that, okay, well, I've, I've, I've said the prayer. I'm, I'm going to get to heaven. And that's pretty much it. So I don't I don't have to be good at anything. I don't have to be excellent. I, like I've, I've, I've got my, my ticket. Right. Mm-hmm. ticket on the, the J train, baby. Uh, but the, in the, at the end of the day, Ephesians tells us that we know that, hey, uh, we are saved by grace and grace alone. But if we continue to read, it says we are saved to do good works. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is where we actually get to step up and, and start to play full out. When I, when I mentioned that Jesus is king, we under, we talk a lot about of, of the, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And the root word of that, bro, is, is is king and domain, two words put together for kingdom. So if Jesus is king, the rest is domain, right, which is like a territory or a special uh, area. If the suffix, though, of, of that word, the D-O-M section is more of a state or a bead. So if Jesus is King, but there's a state or a being, kind of like we experience boredom or stardom or freedom. God bless the USA, right? Like we have freedom. That's a, that's an experience. It's it's a, it's a state or a being that we get to have. So if Jesus is King, He is rule and He is the ruler and reigner in my life. That's a state or a being that we get to actually experience. And bro, when you actually like understand this, I know you get this, Anthony, it's like when you, when you wake up in the morning and it's like, I'm in the, I'm in the kingdom, baby. There, there's a new sense yes. of life and a sense of purpose and a sense of identity that we take on and, and it just naturally, it, it stirs up the things of, of creation inside of us because in Genesis, we know that God created everything. And on, on the sixth day, he looked down at man and, and everything said it was good. It was very good. And then mm-hmm. he rested, right. But before he rested, he gave the, he gave the succession plan here. He said in Genesis one twenty eight to be fruitful, to multiply, to have dominion, right? To have dominion on this earth. And this is this is what what I think of is is our creation mandate. And the reason I say that in the very next chapter, in Genesis chapter two, starting in verse 15, God created Adam. And then in this process, he now comes to the point where he's got these these all these animals made. And all of a sudden he pulls in Adam into this process. If you could just imagine them being in the garden right now. And he's like, Adam, Adam, come here. Come here, man. He's like, what do you what do you want to name that guy over there? This is epic for those of you that have never really paid attention to this if you go back and read this starting in verse 15 in genesis chapter 2 it's 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 like a a realization that god created everything and not with the the absence of work but it was with the intent to work the garden that's why he made man in the purpose like to, to work the garden it wasn't he didn't give us a command but it was it was just an innate like what we were supposed to do and mm-hmm. when he asked Adam to, to name these animals, it's like, what you, what, that tall, what you, that, that long neck thing, what do you want to name that? And Adam's like, I don't know, giraffe, I, right? Like, <laughs> if you just put yourself in this per- perspective of like, our creator wants us to co-create with him, right? Mm-hmm. We can see if, if God created everything in the first six days, literally he hasn't created anything else since then, but he's used man to co-create right? He, God never made a table, but he gave us a tree. And then through genius that, that we've all experienced it, and we're experiencing at a rapid level now in, in 2024, of like how things are created, it's because of th- that God gave us that, that desire and that ability from creation. Now, over the last 150 years, we'll call it, the enemy has done an incredible job at indoctrinating people into uh, an employee mindset. And, and what yes. I mean by that is, brother, it's like we're, we've been taught, we've been told like you go to school, you, you get a job, right? Or you go to high school, you graduate high school, and then by golly, you go to college, you get a degree, you go $200,000 in debt, which, by the way, is the most moronic thing on the face of the earth. Yeah, so that's another hey, uh, man. topic. <laughs> uh, but, but then you, you get a job, you work 40, 50 years, and then you die, Dude, I, I've come to learn to look look to the Bible as the instructional manual of how to do life. And I don't see that anywhere throughout scripture. But mm-hmm. culture has now told us what we're supposed to do. And Christians have freaking taken that bait like no other. And this is why the world's culture is having way more influence on the church today than it ever has in, in, in I mean, I don't know ever. I guess we see a lot of times in the Bible of, of just chaos and God finally stepping in and being like, nah, done those, right? And it but if we as entrepreneurs, as as Christian men, kingdom men, right? So again, Jesus is king. If we've taken on this mindset, we can now step into this creative role. And those listening right now, it maybe you have your own business. Incredible. Let's let's blow that bad boy up and, and for one purpose only. Not to go get the Ferrari or the jet, nothing against that. But I promise, as you as you've committed to this life of sanctification, and it's no, it's no longer God you praying that God aligns with your will, but that your that you align with God's will in your life. Your heart will be changed. My, my my desires were Ferraris and and jets and everything like that, right? But mm-hmm. now it's like I don't give a rip about any of that. I, I, what I want to do is advance the kingdom of heaven, His rule and reign here on earth now. And for those listening that that don't even have a business or wouldn't even like think about starting or never even thought about it before because it's just like they, they've been told that that's too risky, right? Take the safe route and get a job. Let me tell you, if somebody else is in control of your income, if, if somebody else at any point in time could wake up because we're in a recession or they could wake up and, and have a bad day and they can fire you on the spot, you are in the most risky position on the on the planet when it comes to providing financially for your family. And so our heart with the King's Council is to take those people that haven't even thought about it, that that maybe they're they're a entrepreneur, right? They're like, I think I'd like to be in, have my own business, I don't even know the first thing about it. We have a path for them. It's a it's a it ain't that hard actually if, if I can do it. And you can do it, Anthony, but anybody can, right? No. That's right. You got that right. <laughs> right. But well, here's the beautiful thing. The mindsets that we've been told, we've been we've been people speaking over us. We are largely the product, unsolicitedly, we are largely the product of other people's perpetual way of thinking and speaking about us. And and when yes. we just uncritically like accept it, and it's like we don't start to like think about why we think about things and we, we really i just think we have to audit our thoughts as kingdom men you start to audit your thoughts and it's like yeah why why do i do that or why why have i just accepted that in my life and when you realize that your creator has has called you to excellence he, he's told you that you are more than enough you're more than a conquer you can do these things he wants to co-create with you when you invite him in on that process this is where that this is where things can can really take place and when god can mold your heart transform your mind to ultimately be uh, be used as a tool within the kingdom of heaven which again the entrepreneurship side of it yes we want to make money right because we know just naturally first off if we live in america we are so blessed beyond belief that yes. that like it, it's just moronic with the the abilities and the access that we have to things and this is why i think it is such a responsibility for us to take this seriously. And and if we actually submit ourselves to, to our creator and say, God, use me for this. I don't know what it looks like, but use me to, to do whatever this is. He's going to do a work in us. And it, it's not necessarily about money, but I really believe it is about time. Because most of us, when when I say, uh, you know, God wants you to go on even, we'll call it uh, four mission trips next year. And those mission trips could be right in your backyard rescuing little girls from, from sex trafficking or something along those lines. Like in your first mind, in your first mindset is like, well, I just, I can't take that time off work. I mean, that's a, it's a crappy position to be in just to be real. Right. Because mm-hmm. I, I would argue that most people are saying that they want to serve God, but most Christians are serving money in their poverty. And the, the reason that I say that, Anthony, is if, if at any point in time you, you're looking to make a decision in your life, and if, if you know God's even told you to do that, but you're limited because of the provision in your life, because of the time in your life, because because you are now a slave to a master, meaning you have an, empo- an employer, a boss, somebody that's telling you where to go, when to go, how to do it, to, to, you know, no different than what the school system has done and indoctrinated us into this employee mindset, You can't be used. And and what God is looking for is people that make themselves available. And this is why I say entrepreneurship, yes, it is to make money, but it is about freedom in the fact that we are putting ourselves in a position to say, God, here I am. Use me. If, if, If you make yourself available for that, God will do incredible things in your life. And it's not for our glory individually, but it's for his glory. And generationally what are you teaching your kids what are you passing on to the to the next generation that there that is kingdom mindset and that is kingdom living at its at its like core is his rule and reign in your life and your kids are looking up to you what did daddy do how did daddy do it what were the words that he was speaking over his family what were the words that he spoke when he came home was it aligned with the kingdom and it ultimately what you do I, I really think what you do from a from a, uh, making money and a job and things like that, it's, it's, it's the least relevant thing. But what I do know is that God will use those tools, calling vessels in, in your life, to change you at the core of who you are. And when you can get out from being a, an employee and you can become an entrepreneur, where it's now you get to pick and choose your time. And yeah, I, I do get to go on four missions trips this year. I do get to go rescue the, these little girls because I can, and I'm no longer bound by time and money, but I'm, I'm able to say, God, here I am, use me. So that's pitch. my sales pitch, Anthony. We've got yeah. paths to take people from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, or if you're an entrepreneur, and it's like, I just I know that there's more for me, but you need community. You need like minded people that are there to push you, to, to keep you accountable to what you said you were going to do, and then we have even higher levels of seven, eight figure earners that just need like it, it's just different. It's just different being in that that per, that level of call it influence, where sometimes we feel like we 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 can't talk to people about certain things because we got multiple employees and we got different things going on. Now there's a circle, there's a tight knit of of like minded people that can be there. To pour into you, but also so you could pour into them. This is a this is a give-take relationship or a community that we have. And so um, yeah, join That's where you find it out.
0: Join Okay, yes. Good, all right. Christian? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that was the the longer version. Yes. <laughs> I get a little winded. Yeah. I love it. Hey, <laughs>
3: yes, it's great. I just want to mention a disclaimer. I mean, Riley. Uh, Josh Latimer, who you mentioned, Scott Thomas, some of the business coaches that we have, uh, no doubt they will help you make money in your business or start a business if that's what you desire. But none of them, none of us have any interest in helping you make money if it's not for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God. So that, that that's that's where the spiritual discipleship cup comes into play. We do a, a weekly Bible study on Wednesday mornings, and we we don't we we're making money. With the objective to give money, we don't set revenue goals before we set giving goals. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, and and that's tough. I mean, we we know a church wide the tithe is at like what is it three yeah. percent? You know, it's not even yeah. a tithe. Like three percent is what the church is giving. So, um, our our goal is to to help you um, develop a generous heart, and that only comes through relationship with the Lord. So, we're we're passionate about that, but we want to make true impact and impact, and again, be an extension of the church to come together. It's great to see different churches coming together as one, kind of like, you know, the way God intended for the beginning, that that we're one. We're not separated or divided yes. by denominations or anything like that. We're coming together, and it's been great. We have people from all, all different types of churches that are part of King's Council, but together we're one. We're, we're that koin, koinonia, the Acts 242 talks about that fellowship. That's what it's about. And honestly, I'm better when I'm around my brothers. You know, I, I, there's women in Kings Council as well, but you know, Riley and I—we spend so much much time together, even though he's from Minnesota, I'm in Dallas, because we just make each other better. We 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 edify one another, we sharpen one another, and that's what the community is all about. So yeah, join KingsCouncil.com. we have plenty of free resources we have an app you can get involved with other people who have the same mindset as you and again if you want that coaching and take it up a level there's different paths for wherever you're
0: at absolutely man it's phenomenal Uh, Kyler you got anything before I wrap this up
1: no I think you guys are doing an awesome job keep what you're doing it's amazing
0: thanks bro and so you know from from my point of view here's here's the thing i can't i can't um i can't promote king's council enough um you know just in, in just everything that they just mentioned the mindsets the you know the the um the, you know if you want to change a mindset has got to change and your mindset only changes when you intentionally put yourself around people with bigger mindsets and um and that is something that i noticed you know i mean and here's the thing i you know i'm on I'm on like the the pastor's council you know i'm highly active in the church i you know i do all these different things, but whenever i begin to to be around people, not just king's council there there are other people in in, in my life that that are that think bigger than i do you know and I was like man, that realization that I was thinking so small in everything that i was mm-hmm. doing, you know and I was like i I didn't even realize, right? Like I did not even know that my mindset was so small. It was still fixated on the Lord, right? You you know, I mean, I was, I was serving the Lord. I was, you know, I I love Jesus. You know, everything I do was for Jesus. But even then. I was I wasn't the guy with five talents. I was the guy with the yeah. with the two talents, you know, or, or or one talent. You you know that I couldn't think that big. I couldn't see that big. And um when I begin to surround myself with people who um who think bigger who can you know have who have broken past that that small mindset it's it's a game changer Amen. you know and so listeners listen i i you know at least go check them out you know join king dot king, com go go research them out I'm telling you these guys are legit they love jesus they're for the kingdom of god uh you, you know check out riley's book you know entrepreneur and the seven day blueprint you know and um you know it is it it is phenomenal it is phenomenal to be teamed with somebody who is so on fire for Jesus, and in such a crucial time. You know, I, I am I am thankful that I found King's Council. Um, you guys go go push them, you know, and uh, go check them out. So thanks for having, me. Riley Christian. I appreciate you guys being on here. You, you know, mind. I hope that. Uh, absolutely absolutely and so uh, listen listeners if you guys got any questions or anything you can always email us realmen at com. you can find us at uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram you know all those YouTube um, uh tiktok all that good jazz and so um you know and if if just know that god is for you he is not against you he wants to see you succeed he wants you to see you succeed as a leader in your homes and in your communities and so and as always i want to end in a prayer holy spirit teach us to be leaders of our homes of our communities and of our churches and teach us to be
1: godly courageous men in jesus name amen You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m if you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 1030 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a
4: production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today, and by The Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. To join in the conversation join us on thursday nights at 6:30 p.m we gather with other like-minded christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families we show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of christ Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in Room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.